could grow up and hang out and, you know, get away from the shit that's driving me nuts, only to come here and feel like I'm on trial? Come on, bro. Tell the Crocs. Tell the Crocs to go back in the water. I don't need the African... I don't need the <laughs> I don't need the African wild dogs to start circling my carcass right now, bro. I'm just trying to get started. I just wanted to know more about speed reading. So Schwartz, yep. the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. When normally I would annihilate somebody with a swarm of drones. Right. Is yes, absolutely of course. I wouldn't okay. speed read if I thought I was losing information. Okay. That's the truth. Cool. Okay. okay. Cool. All right. Next Thank thing. you. Please, let's now, move on. Now we know that you speed read everything. I speed read, speed listen, everything. everything. Okay, good. <laughs> the main okay. reason being because uh, I'm actually trying to figure out where my capacity is. I'm trying to figure out what's my terminal velocity upon absorbing information. That's all. That's the project I'm on. Shorts, please paint the picture of your internal experience right now. Paint it. Um, probably be like beige because it's boring, but that's just. It's boring to you. Yeah. What part of it's boring, bro? Oh man. Come on. Nah, it's all good. No, come. Why, dude? I just asked you a question. It was like, whatever, right? I just whatever you just went on right now because I asked you a certain question. Right. I'm just. I'm wanting to understand your experience. You say it's boring. What part of it's boring? I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm trying to know you. All right. I'm trying to meet you. Schwartz, come halfway. It's okay, Schwartz. I know you're scared. I know you're vulnerable right now. Yeah. Shh, Schwartz, lower your guard, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Schwartz, no reason to go into... Un- Clinch your fists. Spanglish right now, Schwartz, please. Spanglish all day long. What are we on, What are we doing? I'm getting bored. (laughs) Uh, 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 That's why I'm still on my phone, because the show hasn't been going. show hasn't started, but I just find it interesting. There we go. Thank you. I got to wait for him to wrap up what he's doing. Buenos dias! Jesus Christ, bro. Scared me, bro. Ese estilo. Suerte, Luciano. And welcome to the Hard Luck Show. It's a beautiful Sunday, Saturday morning. How fucking hot is it? Gorgeous. Oh, man. It is breathtaking. You've tuned into the greatest show on earth. The show we pour ourselves into every week. It's a hard luck show. I'm with these uh, three fine gentlemen. One of them is... One of them is... is El Indio. ¿Dónde la Indio? What happened? ¿Dónde está el Indio? Hold on. Hello? Hello? Why and my partner coming? is... What? And we normally see him... And he just came through the door. I don't know what's going on. What? It's on the... It is, but it's... And my partner is... 
Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, trying to work with Sean again on this fucking instrumental that didn't come through, but it doesn't matter because motherfucker, the Indian's here. And wake the right. fuck up. You driving the tractor trailer. You laying in bed still with your fucking man tits hanging on the bed. You jack off the porn. You're supposed to be at work. You gravy leg. <laughs> You, a woman who won't even admit Crazy. the truth that you listen to this show because you know it's so male laden that your other girlfriends will look at you sideways because of it. You let punk me, ass haters. Let me tell you something, right? You, wife, trying to understand your husband. You're never going to understand that man. He's a complex inner working of passion, drive, and strength. Just accept his love. What's the matter with you? Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern California, elegant barbarian, here once again to fucking rip shit up. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> man. God damn. Wow. 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 That was. (sighs) And you heard that really, really crispy, clearly, because we had these eyes, blue eyes handling business. These eyes, baby. Yeah, come on in. These eyes. Sean Lewis. Yeah. Owned by an introvert. Certified audio professional. These eyes. Engineer. Engineer all hard luck shows of her for you. For the hard luck show, baby. These eyes, now tune in, baby. Yeah. It's hard to look out for your From life. one eye to the next. One eye to the brown eye. Hey, listen. We're no. talking about brown eye. Brown no. eye. Extraordinary yeah. All brought to you wow. by the extraordinary yeah. showrunner, Jawar. Yo, good morning, fellas. How the fuck are you? Good. Yeah. God damn, it's a good song, man. It's dope. Uh. Old school mob beat, man. Old Gun. mob beat. That's the shit that, dude. Timeless, bro. This is shit right here. Timeless. Ah, for not. Shout out to fucking mob beat. And an R.I.P. Dude, Dave, with that album is probably one of the most sampled albums. I would agree ever. with you on that. I would yeah, agree bro, with you on there's that. There's like legendary lines in there. It's, oh, dude, man. And Where's I get, Ali? And I'm not saying I get. I don't know where Ali's at right now, but he's supposed to be here in uh, six minutes. Let's just give a moment of silence to like the Vietnamese who understand, oh, yes. right? And they're doing their thing. Here we go. Let's just listen to this. Everybody, this is a, a this is a prayer. This is a street prayer. This is a South a- South Pacific South Asian, right? Yeah. Southeast Asian, South Southeast Pacific, Asian, right? Pacific prayer. All right, listen. Shh. Here we go. From the high priest of Nike. Oh man. Brand new Air Force, huh? Air Force, Air Force One, huh? Air Force One, huh? Beautiful, dog. Beautiful, dog. I just fucking love that. That's good shit. Hey, um, so, uh, I mean, how do you want to roll this out? I was trying to think about how to roll it out because there's so much information and we've been talking about it off the air. Probably for what? How long, Sean? Where we've been discussing this concept. It's actually you're you're the one that is actually the most excited about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you still trying to figure out what I'm talking about? You're talking about the drone show, right? Right. Well, well because we did the half of it, and I thought it was very cool, and uh, we just never got around to picking it back up. Right, but why is a drone a show about the drones exciting? I know what you're trying to get at, fool. What? You're trying to say that I really want to be a drone pilot. That's what you're trying to no. say. Oh, yep. shit. 
Is he trying to fast forward with Trigger you? Trigger Play you? Am I wrong? I'll fast forward? No, you're definitely not wrong. I mean, I would love to be. At Are the you controls. speed projecting? <laughs> huh? I'm just, you know. Yeah. Wait, why would why listen, projecting. dude? Listen. No, let him know. Let him know. Let him just fucking know. You're fast you, forwarding the guy. Why are you excited? Why would you be a what is it about being a drone pilot that excites you, you peaceful man? Oh man. That's violence. That bro. almost took it a is. different career path. I mean it, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Why would drones interest you? Yeah, dude. What's going on with you? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I love video games, maybe. Uh, you do know, you love video games? I do, yeah. And how much? Let me just ask him a couple. Do it, go for it. Yeah, because I've got it. We have another show we're doing. Right, that's about video games. That's you right. Really? Yeah, you really. And do? it ain't all good. It ain't oh, all wait, good. It's the bad news. Good. Yeah, it's not all good. What do you okay. mean? What I mean is, I work in a certain field. Go ahead. You might say yes. Right. A couple different fields. Yes. Yeah. One of those fields <laughs> kind of keeps an eye on people, maybe with a chemical dependency history or problem tracking. Sometimes those clients aren't addicted to any kind of substance at all. Addicted to video oh. games. We've got a couple that their lives are falling apart because they can't stop playing the video game. Holy and shit. And they take the fucking laptop. The huh? TV is off. Then they get the laptop. Then the laptop's taken away. Then the phone. Then they can't have the phone goes to the dial phone. But then they find even games on that thing to like no phone. <laughs> <laughs> so like They're them trying snake. to get fucking like a stolen credit card or right. money to go buy a fucking Game Boy, uh, a twenty four uh, a, a twenty four hour phone, smartphone, so they burner, on. right? Burner phone, right? Not to do drugs. Not Jeez. talking about to burner play, either. They're talking about the phone, burner, right? Burner phone, and then so, trying to play Minesweep on that. And the thing is, is that not, and to, then and I'm not even trying to be funny about that because that is a real problem. <laughs> but Sean, you tell me right now that you love it. I love it. How and I believe that. How many hours a day do you? Because I want to hear what somebody that's healthy that loves video games, yeah, does compared to somebody that it's now an addiction. You're talking to the wrong guy because I play zero hours. Yeah, I was about to. Oh, you're not even like the real deal, bro. No, he was. He was. Oh, well, then let's talk about when you were. Oh, when I was. Oh, forget it, bro. What kind of games did you play? I mean, so you're you're a fucking like you're like recovered. Oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He's not. He's dry. He's white. Oh, not dry. White. It's because I have a kid. Share your dry experience. Because I have a kid. Doesn't have the time for it. He's he's white knuckle video game sobriety. White knuckle video game sobriety. Yes. I bet he walks by and sees like the little hand controller on the shelf and. Obsessed. Oh, starts right. getting sweaty, his right. hands clammy. His ass talking. starts puckering. Wait, did you? But <laughs> every did time you a joystick like comes all in. day, like, did oh you yeah, have, every time I would stay up to like sports, two and like play. Yeah, but when like, would he's not allowed playing? to go to games. As soon as I got off work, I would just like, and there were time I call in sick and just play video games all day. <laughs> oh yeah. Some of the perimeters of parole are that you can't be anywhere within 100 yards. I'm actually maybe. Yeah, and I'm actually really worried about GTA Six. Huh. Because I know I'm gonna want to play that, and I'm not sure how oh, to quite man. deal with that, bro. Yeah. I gotta teach Kai how to play it. Huh? What? Teach your son how to play. Oh, it. Yeah. What? Wait. What is his name? No, I fucked it. Quite. Hey, teach Bob how to play. That. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Teach your son how to. Hey, play Hey, you're that. my boy, but teach Bob how to play. Hey, um, you get uh, some time. So, huh? so it was a problem at one point in time. Was it, it was a problem. Yeah. Was it getting in the way of your life? Yeah. 
Well, that's the definition wow. of a yeah. problem. That's gnarly, though. Yeah, because I would just come home and like play. Hold on, hold on. Wait, man. you're talking to people right now no, that no. are doing. Are, are you talking about what you're referencing as the past? Where it was. There's people right now listening. Yeah, that are doing this. Right. And I For want. Sure. What, 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 so just be aware of that. Go ahead. You would yeah. come home, and what would happen? I would just. I would come down home, and I would do weird shit like yeah. turn on the. Uh, the computer and then go put my stuff away. Like you try want to minimize, yeah, trying to minimize and, yeah, I wouldn't want to sit down and then press Dude, the power button. For, I would turn, I would come in and like automatically turn on the computer seamless, and then like walk. Seamless. Yeah. He had so a like, system. Right. Right. To minimize any downtime. Right. That's like Jumahan's system when he would go into the bathroom with the nicotine. There's Same system. system. Same system I would have when I go do drugs. He would be right. speed laundry washing, speed boosting booting up his computer mm. so that by the time he was done doing multiple things, it'd be ready to go to play. I would yeah, I'd have, I'd do the same thing with porn. Right. I'm getting loaded. <laughs> right. I'd put the computer on, log on, and get the right scene and put pause, and then... Right. Do the shot. Then, you there's know a different so type of... There's just, a different type of gamer, too, I think. The gamers that use computers versus right. those that use, like, you know, a PlayStation or an Xbox. Yeah. Or right, right. Like, well, it's a different level. Let's go yeah. back to your situation. Let's right. let's get... let's The weirdest it's ever gotten, Sean. Really, honestly. Be, do, like, well, serious. he was going there. I know. That's why I, I want to get back to that. So... You come home, you do all this yeah. weird shit, and what else? Um, I mean, I think that the thing would be like, I would think that it was you know, 11.30 or 12 or whatever, and i look at the clock and it'd be like 2. <sighs> and I'd be like, fuck, man. That, Steve, whenever you were using dry goods, would that ever happen to you? Would you ever I mean, look? Day, it'd be more like days. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, hours. Okay, I got to stop in by, by Wednesday, oh, and then it'd be like right, Saturday. Right. Wow. I'd move past the hours, but yes. <laughs> that's still. This and then eating at, time. Hold on a second. So then at 2.30, though, right, when you finally realize, uh-oh. Right. Did you ever have a hard time saying, like, okay, I better shut it down now? Or oh. would you be like, I'll just go another hour? Right. No. Sometimes I would. I'd, be, I'd look at the clock, and it's like 1.30, and I'd be like, all right, what? I just could. One more. All, all right. Be, well, right. I don't have to do that today. I could push that to the right. right. I just want to like close out the level or whatever it was, or or just play one more. I knew another map was coming up because I knew the cycle of the maps, and so I'd want to play that that next level because I knew you know its order, and so I'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna play until we do that one, and then I'm gonna log off. And fuck, dude. Did you ever miss wow. work on purpose because you either stayed up too late or related to a video game? I called in a couple of times. You know what? Hey, when get like a full when there session. was a when there was a day that a uh, um, there was a, get more points. Or there was a like no. That. There was a launch and like the the game was coming out that day. I took the day off and went to like GameStop and bought it. Midnight release, right? Did you yeah, get a midnight I've, release? I've done midnight releases. Yeah. I did, yeah. People don't know about that shit. Yeah, I waited in line. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty bad. Hey, and so <clears throat> it, when you got finally at GameStop, the game that you'd been waiting for and fantasizing about yeah. for so long, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> How excited <laughs> were you when you finally got home to play it? Like, would you be fumbling the cartridge and be like, oh, I got to. And would, you, would people in your life try to talk to you and you'd be like, hey, I, don't, I, I can't talk to you right now. I'm, 
I, mean, I don't know about that. Did you I ever? Can't crazy. Right here. Did you ever <laughs> have somebody in your life who tried to talk to you, whether phone or in person, when you were engaged in a game and you were like, "I'm not talking. I'm not talking." Oh, I, I for sure didn't answer calls. <laughs> like my phone would be ringing. And I'm going to ask you a very sensitive question. You can right, answer, okay, or not yeah. answer. Yeah. Any time that your wife was in any space of the living area that you guys are in at any time while you're playing a video game and shouted a question to you that infuriated you and you answered in a way that with a tone of voice of like what i don't know no maybe i don't remember that but you know what i do remember is my wife going because i would if i would get killed or something like in a, in a multiplayer game i would fucking slam the table and she'd be like what the fuck She'd get hella, and I'd be like fucking pissed. You know, I'd be like, would you? Ah! I wonder if she was wondering, like, I mean, he doesn't display that type of, you know, for me, or I never oh. see him. He doesn't invest that much in our relationship. Did right. she ever say anything like that? Uh, Do you ever get anything um, like that? Like, no, not really. No, but it, it Did does, you see that? I mean, I could see somebody doing it, and I've heard that from people where they're like, God, I, I you're mean, more invested in that thing and, than in our relationship. Right, 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 right. Okay. But also, I'm starting to get a better understanding of why she started meditating and going to <laughs> India. So this is stressful. Well, that was this was. He's starting to move away from you. Knew she, she was like, hey, you, but she was like, all right, how am I gonna make this work? I don't know when he's gonna erupt in a <laughs> video game meltdown. Like she, because it would be quiet, right? You'd just be like, <clears throat> he'd be the last day of the video. Oh, she'd hear. How did like that come? The, the last, last day of video that games. You let go of the videos. How did that happen? You're ba- you're slamming your hand. How did you yeah. go from that like, to you? You no know what? It was very game. natural. I think it was just I got tired of it. Tired, tired of what? Of tired game. of what? The results that were happening? No, just the, the certain game. It was like, you know, n- less players were starting to play. And then I was... You know, we, when we were living together in an apartment called Ellis, um, me, Sean, and King Salmon, the, I saw pieces of this beast that had a hold of Sean. I saw it. Was it really the repercussions Those were the that, early were, days. that were taking on, that he was taking Wait, on that made him? We didn't have any game systems. Jumahan. Did you see his life falling apart or what? No, 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 no. We, we, you know what? I'm sharing the blame in his addiction a little bit. I enabled him. I was a co-signer. It's like an intervention. Now. Yeah. All right. Because, All right, Chumon. No, no. And, and so was King Salmon. We bought a giant screen TV before they were flat. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, fuck, man. How big is it? It was like as <laughs> like big as a... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before it was, they made him... So yeah. it still had the big back on it? Still it? Had to, we had to put it in the corner. Oh, dude, we had to put man, it in the corner dude. so the back would fit into, into the corner. Yes. I had a couple like that. Uh, yeah. When I was first sponsoring you, yeah. they were moving over, but I got a good deal on a big one. Oh, we got but a great I had, deal. It sat out about that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it took up our it, whole thing. It was a uh, feng, feng shui designed to help deal with the huge back of the fucking big screen thing we had. And when you press the remote, it actually snapped. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. listen... So we had that set up, right? Right. And then we had like, I think either a PS1 or a PS2. Mm. Okay, something. I can't remember exactly what it was. And we got it through King Salmon's mom somehow. It was like somehow she bought it for Salmon on a Christmas tip. And somehow it came into the dirty, disgusting, mushroom, LSD, weed, drunk and laden fucking Ellis apartment. Okay. And Sean and I are both working as warehouse dudes in a furniture store, right? Real fucking nud nicks. The highest nud of the nicks you've ever seen. And we were playing Tomb Raider. 
Oh, shit. See that? He's having flashbacks right now. Oh, fuck it. Man. See that? Look at that. He's ah, I was so seamless at that game. I could just... I was so many hours invested in making Laura Croft jump fucking gaps. Uh, I, he's talking like Chinese to me right now. It's like so crazy. So how old are you at this point? In her 20s, 25, bro. Old enough to fuck bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that shit blows my mind, partner. Because I just but can't even imagine being on a game at 25. It's oh, beyond man. my three, three 25-year-olds, one controller. You've heard of two girls in one cup. Three guys in one controller on a Tomb Raider fucking mission. That's crazy to me. Right? Watching a, a video game chick... With visibly fake digital tits, jumping gaps and running away from fucking dinosaurs. What is your dad's relationship with you at this point in time in your life? Is None. He like None. Done? No. If my dad saw what was going on. You, right. You're a fuck up. He, he would have. Fucking pissed as fuck. Right? He would have fucking taken a sledgehammer to my nuts. Easily. Easily. Right. Okay. This I just is, wanted to be clear hey, on that. Hey, when, no way. Way. when people were still doing AOL chat rooms, right? <laughs> Think about how long ago that is. And he had figured it out and I had figured it out. He was following me into the chat rooms for black women that I was going into. And he was like, get out of there, son. Get out of there, son. And I'd be like, hey, how's it going? What? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. My dad'd be like, you got no business being in here, oh, boy. Oh, shit. Wow. That's wow. a true story. See, there's a lot of parts of. Get out of there, I'm boy! Right back on it, but yeah. I just want to say there's a lot of parts, and I know, Dude, but there's just, a lot of parts about your dad, yeah, that I like his dad. Bro. No, like, no, my dad. There's was, a lot of yeah. qualities about that man, and I yeah. can see the dichotomy. I get it, dude. I was raised with a fucking really sick, fucked up father, but but it ain't I, all bad. No, there's no way. I agree there, with you that. You wouldn't be standing here, bro. If you had some other dad, I probably wouldn't know you. Hey. By the way, just so Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds know, as this is all going on, a huge fat wad of fucking cash like just grand, fell just out. Like, yeah, right. Out, no, out of fucking Steve's pocket. I don't know what. What are you going I to wish Silver Rain? Hey, what are you going to Silver Rain? Yeah, I wish I had money. What are you I going to Spearmint Rhino? I saw later, most of those are 20. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually giving that back. I borrowed it because <laughs> I have no money in my own. Yeah, all right. Sure, bro. Almost fucking sprained your wrist lifting that wad off the ground, bro. All right. So, okay. Yeah, we fucked up this show what do you mean uh, I'm talking about yeah I mean, hey, we're still arms. gonna go into it uh, even though we only have 20 arms. minutes listen yeah, so check wait first of all schwartz and his brilliance built in some cushion oh he did into yeah, this schedule did. right yep he did yep not yes he's what got about, you so we can actually what about james no, james no, no. and the we're giant peach at 8 a.m we're going with him but we can cut it and pick it up. Wait, wait, wait. All right, so let's hit this 20 minutes then. They don't talk about the 20 minutes right now. All right. All, all right. right. Okay, okay. Talk about boring. Oh, all right. No, but Tomb Raider. This dude was a Tomb Raider <laughs> savant, bro. He would, we would get him to get on digital three-wheelers with Laura Croft or quads and fucking try to find weird shit in the game. Like, we'd sit there, wow. smoked out. Got, yeah, I was about to say, you guys were all weeded up back then. Oh, yeah. I, weeded and drunk. That was my oh. thing back then. Cross-mixing weed and alcohol. Yeah, you do like to get dizzy, huh? Uh, bro, dude, and I see it in my daughter. My oh, daughter, oh, she spins around, and then she stops, and she goes, <laughs> 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 and, when, and when I push her, 
She likes oh, not push her on the ground. When I throw her down on the ground and she bounces <laughs> off the, the swing, pavement, right? yeah. When I push her on the swing, she closes her eyes because she wants to feel. All, and I tell my wife that I go up. She's got the Chumahan gene. That's she wants hilarious. to get fucked up. I can see it already. <laughs> so, but the reason why this all came about is because Sean playing those video games, Steve. When you're talking about like, oh. I can't, it's like foreign to me that a 25-year-old is going to be playing Ms. Pac-Man with a Joyce. That's just crazy. Speaking Chinese. Makes me, yeah, it, it's crazy to me. There's no. But I would think your father take one look at that. Because I was thinking right now, when you're telling me that, yeah. I think to myself, wait, Vincent, always playing games. <laughs> and I thought about that for a second. And I was like, I'd be heated, bro. I'd be like, man, dude, I fucking, how did I fuck that up so, like, and. <laughs> I, I'd be mad at me ultimately, but I would be with either one of my kids. I'd be yeah, like, could you imagine, like, uh, like dude, your dude, son, your son that. playing a board game for fifteen hours straight, dude, making zero that. money, bro, no that's money. The, that's the thing, though. Nowadays, mm. you have like at twenty four, at right, twenty three, right, just at locked 25. in, dude, Steve, right? What, Steve? Try, try this on, bro. Like, there is, you know, how like kids when uh, parents when they have kids that are good in sports. You know what I'm talking about? They go play club or travel. Right, of course. And there's no, par parents that are pushing ball, ball, their ball. kids a little bit, like, to yes, do it. Yes, right, the kids are right. Yeah. Stage Dude, ball. We reached nowadays, that point a couple times. Bro, nowadays, you have parents doing that with kids playing video games because there's huge fucking money in it. There, there can be. Now, listen, right. it's like, it's very much like the myths. Crazy, of, right? Listen. That's nuts. Hold on. It's very much like the myth of influencers. Where people are like, oh, that guy just, he's on Instagram and he's making millions. And then when you peel it all back, very few of the influencers are actually making that amount of money. There might be one or two. And those people put in 18-hour days on fucking just trying to be social. But the reason why this matters now for this show is because the guys that sit behind a coffee table with a controller, you know, with the handles and the triggers and everything are the ones that are going to be running the wars or already running the wars right now. Right now. The idea of a soldier, boots on the ground. Well, that makes sense. I believe that. Bayonet charge against another flesh. They're just going to move this yeah. and be like, here. Not they don't even let them know that they're playing a game. Here. I just read an article. Slide around. You get what I'm saying? Here's I just example. read an article that the big game companies are now using facial recognition technology for people who are playing games to read the emotions on the face of the players, to go into a data banks to figure out how to better, one, sell shit to people, and also predict their decisions and their emotional decisions in relation to video games. So a guy like Sean, right, they need a computer to read his blank mug that has no human emotions in it at all, right? But they have AI that can see little muscle twitches in his eyes that will predict what decisions he's making. And they can feed the game shit to make him go in places in different directions. They are absolutely doing that right now as we speak. That's crazy. They are trying to, all this is leading to one thing, dude. They're trying to reproduce a human being. Oh, All gonna... this technology is to reproduce an actual human. Dude, imagine a reproduce creation is what they're trying to do. Getting, and, and the elements are coming. They're working on this element. They're working on that element. You've seen the thing with the, Did we all watch it together with the monkey? Yeah, that was on this right, show. Right, with the, with the, with the right, banana pookie. And then they take it away, right? Banana pookie. <laughs> like, the, the, it's getting gnarly out there. And that's when Schwartz got something. depressed and it was like, we're doomed. Something. What? <laughs> now, you, and this is a serious question. Go ahead. 
So there's people out there that put together the right, I guess, proposal or idea, whether it seems right or humane or sane, and they propose this thing, and the government will fund the research to this thing. Through DARPA. Okay. So I want to know who, who decides what you can, and, and are some of those programs being fucking uh, funded by the government where we're actually paying Exorbitant amounts of money for people to fucking go down this rabbit hole and see what they can come up with. And the other one is the there are yes. also okay, and is there's also guys that are like the Elon Musk that they can just go ahead and try some shit they want to figure no. out on their own without anybody no. fucking telling them. No, 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 no. It uh, it really doesn't work that way. Oh no, absolutely not. That's the face of it. That's the face of it where you think, oh, Elon Musk is an independent guy who's just doing whatever, right? And he's just you know, going down a certain way. But you got to understand, and every American should understand, that there are government programs like DARPA who who focus and fund seed money for private companies to go down certain rabbit holes. Once it goes down certain rabbit holes, the government uses whatever technology is developed and takes it in their direction. The private part of the company, can they can make money but when they do, they also are in partnership with the government. And that's how you can get the government getting all these software giants to give them back doors so that they can go through and read all your shit. In fact, when I was doing the drone show and looking at certain things, there was so much to look at in this, right? That one of the things I got down a rabbit hole on was the radio technology to control a drone, right? How does it work? So on the one hand, when you're thinking about current status of the drone right now, uh, and it was, all of the initial programs were funded by DARPA, right, which is a defense nonprofit, blah, 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 arm, then they can give money to whoever they want. There's really not much oversight. And they've given money to places that went nowhere, but it was worth checking out. Also, the CIA has numerous um, agents that have infiltrated private companies that are high up uh, and they share information with the CIA. And if you're the CIA, I mean, really think about what we're talking about in the experiment of the United States. Maybe in the 1700s, 1800s, it makes sense that you can just allow private people to do whatever because it's really actually hard for someone in Europe to find out what the steam engine guy over here is doing. It's not as, but today... You're really going to let Bill Gates create an operating system that's going to have virtual monopoly on everything? No. Without, you know what I mean? Every analyst you're using is... I think him and Bezos are all puppet. At this point in time, they're like that. They've got the government like that. They they don't have the government. The government has guys them. like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And so it's... These are all those guys, right? They're all tied into all of that, for sure. And that's not conspiracy talk. That's That's security talk. You wouldn't allow... You would not allow if if you thought about the Chinese and think about how what that guy does. Let me just say this. Go ahead. The reason I, I understand that you got to have fucking things. That, Jeff, what if Jeff Bezos was some fucking nice guy at the end of the day and decided I'm gonna pay everybody's debt? You know how many companies he'd put out of business by doing that? Like you can't allow. They're not gonna allow people to operate freely with that much money. So so, and in the age of information, where you can go online and learn about a secret program by the Air Force called Big Safari, who became in charge. That's of, the name of it. Big Safari. Wow. 
It was so secret in the 80s and 70s and 60s that people high up in the Pentagon didn't know of its existence. And their whole mission, right, was to do fast innovation of airplane or aeronautical stuff for wartime or covert operations. So speed up all of our intelligence on aircraft, air shit, right? What, so somebody would come through, right? And they'd be like, we need to put a fucking camera on a 747 that's flying to North Korea right now. And it's got Dennis Rodman on it. And this has all been approved by the North Koreans. We don't know how this has happened. But it can't look like a military thing at all. So what we need is a dummy plane. Uh, no, a dummy window put on a plane that's actually taking pictures and sucking up or has in it a- an antenna that can read and store. We're, we will analyze it later, mm-hmm. but it's going to drink the milkshake of all of the digital uh, communications going on within a 10-mile radius. And Big Safari's job is to look at the private market, the proto-private market, and also in-house military markets use Hollywood people who know how to mass shit and in a week put together a fake window and put it on a plane and have it fly over there. That's their job. That's just one of the little things that they do. People now know about Big Safari, but they don't know what it is. And according to the book that I read, Predator, by Richard Whittle, which is an amazing fucking book. I mean, Soup to Nuts tells the whole story, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in it he couldn't put in. Mm-hmm. Richard Whittle, which... What's the name of the book? It's called Predator. Predator. Which is the Richard. Predator drone. Richard Whittle, which, strangely enough... Is he dead now? I don't know, but okay. if you were to look his name up in the phone book, it most likely would say Whittle Dick, which is a weird name. Richard Whittle, Whittle mm-hmm. Dick. That's a very bizarre... Um, but that's really not <laughs> Sean's fault. Jesus Christ, Whittle Dick. <laughs> Go shoot it, Whittle Dick. Right. Shoot. So what's crazy about my life is, is that I'm like, I'm going to learn about drones. What's the best book? I find this, and as I'm looking at it, he's got all these great degrees behind his name, right? Richard Whittle. But there's some monkey part of my brain that's like, you know that in the fucking book, his name would be Whittle Dick. And I'm like, that's just so lame. That's, that's got to be yes, a joke, right? But where is the guy? That says all this stuff. I don't know. I mean, I don't know him. Okay, because it, it, when Whittle, he, he, yeah, you're saying in a way though that they that a lot is said in this book. Oh, oh, and, and I'm oh, wondering if it's that oh, high. How, how are these guys alive? Like, was no, somebody not supposed to say Big no, no, Savari no, no, in the no, beginning? No, no, the way no Big Savari by the time this book was written was already known. Okay, the reason why it was known was because the internet back in about ninety ish. Big Safari became sort of known as a thing. Now, you got to imagine that. Bef- so DARPA also helped fund the seeds for the internet. Okay, DARPA also helps fund all of these things that you just don't realize. Cell phone satellites. So going back to the drone, if it's getting big, they're getting in. Basically, no, right? no, no. They're making. The- they have. They help it make it big, <sighs> dude. They. Right, he's he's like a kid that walked into a toy store, and he just <laughs> I don't know information. You don't even know what you're right. You don't even know what to do. Right, this is why when Schwartz like, hey, he's about to just like, stop and tank over right now. Yeah, it's hard for me to position because your questions are so fantastic. Smoke's coming out of your left ear. Calm down, boy. Oh, dude. I got a boner. Right. So here's the deal. The thing is, is that 
Well, let, let's just use the drone piece as an example, okay? So this drone show is probably really five shows. But let's just take This the, is the show about the drone show. So let's just at least talk about the broad strokes, right? Yeah, yeah. So before we get to a place where guys like Sean are going to be executing the war. <laughs> the broad strokes. Why is that funny? I love it, dude. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. No, but why? Because I, I love that term. I just right. think it was good. Okay. Thank you. So before we get to the place where guys like Sean are executing the war on terror, which is exactly what's going on right now. Right. Just read, it, read a book. Speed listened to a book uh, about a drone warrior in conjunction with reading about the history of drones, right? Mm -hmm. To get a full picture of what the deal is. And um, this dude... Let me give him a shout out because this book is really amazing. It's called Drone Warrior by Brett Velikovich. Hmm. So this guy doesn't, he's not about the history of drones. He comes online at about the time in 2001 when it's time to start using these drones to fuck up terrorists. And he's more like Sean. He's got, well, so, so in actual way the drone operates first of all they don't call them drones in the military they're uavs unmanned aerial vehicles and they come in all shapes shapes and sizes the one in discussing the predator is the predator quote-unquote drone which is now the reaper which originally was called i think the amber right and it was by gnat um which was a a, a company that had started out in the first sort of U.S. uses of these drones were mainly for surveillance, like a U-2, right? We have all these, and what's the name of that black ship, that supersonic fast, I can't remember what it's called, like, but it's like, it looks like Darth Vader's ship, and it fucking flies Blackbird. so, Blackbird, that's right. That ship is, is the precursor to this new solution with the drone surveillance. But the Blackbird, the whole concept was, we're going to go so fast that radar and missile systems can't catch us. And in fact, I was watching these interviews. Man, I, I wish I didn't have any other life and I could just go through and point out all this shit. The Blackbirds would go so fast, even in Vietnam and all these other places, that they would shoot missiles at the Blackbird. But the missiles weren't fast enough to catch up. The thing would blow up a mile behind the Blackbird. And this Blackbird could take all these fucking quick-ass photos. Now, But the problem with it is... It's expensive and it uses up all its fuel in like an hour or two hours. And so it's really hard. What we needed was, especially in Sarajevo, right, was something that could just, you could just throw up in the air and it would just stay there for, for almost two days and just look at everything. And then we needed people to be able to go back and start um, looking at whatever it is. So... That's what the drones were initially used for. But 9-11... Changed a lot. Changed everything. Now That's listen, why I think 9-11 was partly set up. Well, it's interesting what you say because in 9-11... Right, it would cool. push things right along. So let me put it to you this way. We're going to learn Same. more about it when yes, we take a please. break. We're coming back. Yes. But the eyes in the sky, right? The drones... It's an American invention, homegrown. We kept it a secret even a from... Zillion some, dollar industry. Kept it a secret from even our allies. Yeah. I got stories about the Middle East and Iraq too, where we wouldn't allow the French or the Saudis in the same room where the monitor feeds were going. I've got a story about U.S. command being confused about the first drone strike. Who gave the order to fire? 
I've got stories to tell you about how many people it takes to actually operate the drone. It's about 15 to 20 people. I've got stories to tell you about the satellites. The G- hey, man. The- when is this gonna, When are we having this? In about an hour. Okay. So, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, sit back and relax. Un- un- unbutton that top button. That's right. Let it all hang out. You know. Because guess what? The eye in the sky already sees you. We already know all your deepest, dirtiest secrets. So just sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. Looking at you. Swizzle the tidbits. Yeah. Don't even lean your dips. <laughs> and now, as you begin to nibble your dips, twiddling your dips, like little snossages. Snossages. Buckle that belt a couple notches. That's right. Maybe undo the top button. Undo the second. And let that zipper down halfway. And scoop back. Relax. Because, listeners, we're about to take you on a second tour of The Incredible Drone Show Part 2. And sit back. What's up? And you know what? You might as well just get real comfortable. Real comfortable. I mean... Sit back and really take this in. Yes. Unspool your kundalini chakra. Clear out your ear canals. Mm. Audio gold has been mined for your pleasures. Yes. Please have all weed and alcohol deliveries done through the internet. Yes, and under 60 minutes I want delivered as we are going to deliver you audio gold. Oro. Adio. Oh, man. You brought me right back to where we left off. Bro, when we start talking about drones, everything gets real shh. The Drone Show Part 2, bro. Here we are, Juman. Well. Back. So, you know, after some time sitting and meditating on drones and all the research that is out there, mm. I realized the drone show. It's like porn. When you go deep down there, it's everywhere. It's deep. Not only is it deep, but it's hard. POV and yeah. all that. Drone yeah. has all that wonderful stuff. There is a drone porn, actually. Yes. There's geeks jacking off right now in cubicles to uh, <laughs> machines flying around. So go on. Okay, so <clears throat> in looking at it, the true... Mm, if we're going to really do it right and stop fucking around... As we do on the Hard Luck Show. We probably need oh, to... fuck act- around or do it right? Well, when we fuck around, we do it right. Oh, okay. okay. Got that? When you fuck around right... We do it here. That's it. So actually, I'm thinking the show actually is more expansive than just one show. I'm thinking actually it's a series, and I got us. I believe you already. Right? And I'm thinking the way to like lay it out right in the broad strokes is to say we should talk really about 9-11 first. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Because I think there's some amazing things that happen with the drones. Yes. Yeah. Not, <clears throat> and then we and can, security, security in general. Right. Upped, yeah. And it really had an, uh, a real effect on this. And then I think we go back and look at where drones began. Okay. Okay. One of the places that mm. the drone war actually, the implements that got started was the Israelis. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. That is it. Sean's looking up salmon yes. tracks. Yeah. The thing is, is uh, it's the Israelis, right? When they're battling in the Yom Kippur War. And there was a, a war between Egypt and Syria, not between them. But Egypt and Syria, I mean, <clears throat> as you know, Israel got caught shit from the very beginning. Of course. Right. Exactly. Mm. Yep. And so that conflict actually spurned the general idea of drones. Okay. All right. So I'll go back to that. Yom Kippur. And if you don't know, Yom Kippur is a high holiday. Of the of the Jewish uh, faith, right? So and as Schwartz, the holy day, as day of atonement, day of atonement, a high holy, a high, high holiday. holiday. Yes, Schwartz yeah. is on a high holiday every day, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, high holiday, yeah, right. Good. Very good. Holiday. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. He's living a high holiday. He's living a high, a high holiday. holiday, right? He's at, the, high. he's at the high holiday inn right yeah. now. Good yontif. Good yontif. <laughs> so that right, that is the. Um, that is, is that so that's where we're going with that so we'll have a beginning gotcha then i'm going to take us through the perspective of and uh, then i'm going to take us through the perspective of that uh, audio down in the back there please, yeah a little bit. i'm going to take us into a perspective of like a drone warrior okay a so what a drone warrior. like the guy manning it behind it that guy it, yeah office it, boy right island right? barnacle boy, boy. Fuck boy. I mean, I'm just like, an island boy. Oh, island boy, maybe. Okay. Gotcha. We're going to get into that guy. Right. Which is, I actually think, you know, old Blue Eyes with his video game addiction is going to be training future soldiers. <laughs> Sergeant Blue Eyes. Senior Barnacle Boy. Right. I've seen him All training. Right. I've seen him training. He looks like he's been training this morning. Look. Training I, guys this morning? Yeah. Dude, listen. He get, <laughs> Dude, he's got a shtick in his drill sergeant stuff on the video games. Right. He goes, you know, he goes in and says, fall out. Right? And that yeah. means everybody get their game controllers and sit down on the couch. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. And then he, go, he looks at their thumb. And when they go chow time, everybody orders Taco Bell. Right. And then he goes like this. He goes, he goes, he goes. He looks at all their thumbs. He's like, I haven't seen thumbs this sorry since I was helping quadriplegics put condoms on. This is fucking disgusting. <laughs> What's wrong with your thumbs, boy? Right? He's like, I didn't know they could stack shit this high. Where do you come from? He got right in some fucking video game player's face. He got right in there and he's like, where do you come? What's your handle, son? And the dude was like, Derizzle36. He's like, Derizzle36? That don't sound like no man name that I know. Where you from? Anyway. I don't know what I've been told. I don't know what I've yeah, been yeah, told. Dude. Old blue eyes ain't got no holes. Yeah, no, no. That's exactly right. It, when they're marching, which when you're marching on a drone warrior video game thing, you don't leave the couch. You're just moving your hands around, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, you know. It's like a finger march, hand right, march. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. right. To the left, to the left, to the X, Y, X. Right. Just oh, like that, yeah. Space, white, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Right, okay. right, right. Left trigger, right trigger, left trigger. Right, exactly. Right, right. right. I don't know what I've been told, uh-huh. right? But uh, video con- controllers ain't never going to get old. Exactly, right. right. I don't know what I've been told, but, um, oh, you know, man. nerd and geek pussy is mighty cold. Yeah. You know, all that shit, right? It's disgusting, actually. Game Boy. Right. Game all Boy. Right. All right. So we're going to get into that aspect of the soldier. And then we're going to, after that show, we'll do an entire show on the current state of drones. Talk, okay. Talking about drone swarms, missiles. Yes. <sighs> Oh, yeah, dude. All that mech oh, warrior that shit that we used crazy. to see. Yeah, on anime where they launch weird shit from the show. Yeah. Did I want to hear about we, all that. Hey, we got that. I, you guys, I mean, short of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, of them sending somebody through a porthole, human being, through, right? Everything short of that idea, beam me up, Scotty. If you look at all these movies of all this crazy shit that was at the time when they made these movies, something that was almost unfathomable, correct? Yep. Has come to fruition. And then some. And then some. So think about that. And I'm saying like all this crazy shit, there's a couple things maybe that still haven't happened, but the majority of it, we didn't think that was real, and it's absolutely real, and we've bypassed it. Dude, when I was Dude, Jetsons, man. when they had fucking somebody talking on a TV or on the Jetsons, we would laugh at that. Imagine how crazy we thought that was. Right. Imagine talking to somebody's face. Right. How many, when we're looking at films now, with all the crazy shit you see in 20 or 30 years, how much of all this shit will really be happening? Right. And I say that that or everything I'm talking about supports the idea that we already know and we're already sharing what's going to happen. Okay, so Sub- check- even subconsciously we're kind of laying out or we're we're laying out the destiny. We're kind of like does that make sense? I believe that to a point. I believe that some of this stuff is really telling you where we're going, what we're doing and the Go ahead, Tuma. No, no, no. So, nine eleven two. No, no, no. Nine eleven two thousand one. When the twin towers fell. Yes. Or as Big Lux. Yeah. I think we're blown up. Right. We're blown up by the government itself. Right. 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 You know, blame was assigned to a scraggly beard rebel that was about 6'4 in fucking the mountains of Afghanistan and he was running an outfit known as Al-Qaeda. Yes, sir. Okay. When that hit, the drone development program was at a crossroads. It really? would, And the stakes couldn't have been higher. American... Right at this time. Couldn't have been higher. Really? Couldn't have been motherfucker. Because. It's like that for the United States sometimes. They, right, we we were dealing with an airport, an air travel system. (laughs) 
I'm watching Steve just fucking. He's got he yanking on Mr. and Mrs. Earbud. Hey, Sean, he comes over. Just like, okay, just so you understand what goes on. Fuck, all right. While I'm trying to drum up some drama around this night, just 9/11. keep on going. No, I mean, it's not worth talking about. No, it's the best. You had like a nap. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fucking. He had a napkin. He was twisting a knob yeah, on his mic. Hey, Sean was the wrong knob, dude. Veins were look like scanners. Veins are popping. He's changing the stands from week to week on me. I don't know how this thing works. <laughs> How'd you stick with one stand? <laughs> Sean looks like one eyebrow up. Dude, like, you look like you were trying to get juice out of the mic stand. I was. I was. I, I was trying to squeeze a little bit out of that motherfucker, dog. calluses on my hands. Sean watches for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he watched. You know, fuck him. He, he, he was entertained. He was amused by right. that. He was amused rather than coming around the side and giving me a hand. He likes to watch me. He wanted you me to film. He wanted to film for a little bit. Let me let them capture this good here before I go over there and do Oh him. my god! Help my man. And then Sean walks over and twists like one knob, <laughs> yep. quarter inch, and yep. then just slides it down. With one finger, he yeah. didn't even grab it. He just like just rubbed on it. And he was over. <laughs> so 9/11 couldn't have been. Hey, partner. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'm Yo. talking to you. Yeah. Me and you need to have a talk. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not about that. About <laughs> something else. Not about me that. and you gonna have a talk okay. as soon as we're off the air. All right. All right. <laughs> Remind me as soon as we're sure, here. I gotta talk to this sure. guy. Right. I'm gonna show him how much I love him. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. Uh, when hey, by the way, when Hazard comes in, I want to talk about Rutina. He did a whole thing about the Rutina. Oh really? Oh, it was yeah. so classic. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. No. No. Okay. No. 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 Oh, good. Gonna, Better think, that we didn't. Better I didn't. Right. I think we need to just flesh that all out. Yeah. But so going back to this, 9-11 was a crossroads for the United States because in the drone program up to that point, it had been used mainly for surveillance. Okay. Right? And it doesn't take a genius to be like, all right, so why don't we put a remote-controlled uh, plane up with that's not going to target. So the, the radar and the, air to, the ground-to-air defense systems that are in place for every nation that has two fucking quarters to rub together is already pretty sophisticated. Right. Okay? And that's airspace and monitoring or airspace, right? Yeah, so they, they monitor airspace. So it's pretty hard to go in uh, into a country... Undetected completely. Undetected. Actually, the United States is the only country that actually really can do it. China's gotten a little bit of stealth capability. Um, uh, Russia has some stealth capability. And actually, it's a Russian academic paper originally back, I think, in the 60s that came up with the concept of the paint that you paint on the outside of a plane mm. to absorb radio waves so they don't bounce back. But nobody took it seriously at that time. They didn't jump on board of that. And I don't know that there was a need. So the United States had already, you know, so the United States had already figured out that the heat signatures, the shapes and all that other stuff of a smaller drone. Right. And these things are about the size of an ultralight. Okay, so they're not they're not super small. Like you think, like all the ones you see now. No, no, no. But they might be something like, you know, my car. Yeah. Okay. As long right. as your car and maybe about the same width, All right? And the length, like a spider, and looking like a spider. And the length of uh, actually the Predator drones look more like gliders. Okay, okay. yeah, like model airplanes. Yeah. Okay, different than they used to. 
Well, so they have they, the they've, they've they've branched out into multiple cliche, cl- uh, niche uses. So at nine eleven, it was a crossroads because we mainly had surveillance drones. So they're being used non aggressive way. It's a monitoring type idea, right? Right. That's how we see drones. They had just started thinking about in utilizing the drones as a targeting device. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. That right? makes sense. Right. So you got surveillance on the one hand, and then they put some lasers, and they keep adding. Remember, I told you about Big Safari. Right. They keep adding tools to this thing. Man, you got to also understand that there was also kind of a crossroads because it was a policy decision. There's a lot of law and legal things that happen once something goes from just mere surveillance and switches into being able to kill or shoot a rocket. All of a sudden, Geneva Conventions and all of a sudden American policies and military brass bullshit comes into play. It's like you can't just create something that flies in the air and drops a fucking bomb on it without the Air Force, the Navy and the Army all of a sudden trying to take possession of it and trying to figure out who can actually pull the trigger. If you don't put a weapon system on it, you're not dealing with all that bullshit. Okay. So that's so, why people can have drones. And so they were doing surveillance and they were doing that stuff. So the so so at once nine, you arm it right now is a complete. It's all of a sudden it. it's a gun. Right. They're changing everything, which is one addition changes the dynamic. Right. And if you're giving it to the CIA to use to kill, right now, they don't have to tell anybody about it. Well, they don't. But it still has to run the chain of command up to the president. Now the president's implicated. Now the president can't. So if you're on the CIA, you can't just run a mission and kill people necessarily. The president has to sign off on it. And if you're not talking about, you know, wet work, right? Like assassinations also, the kind of stuff that it's kind of common. But you're talking about a war machine that's flying up above that might be defined as a war plane, even though it's not a jet. Then the president, it, there's a whole different way the decision process goes from the president on down to whoever it is that pulls that trigger. Really? Yeah, bro. In a conventional war, you don't need the president to authorize all the killings. He just declares the war. And now it just goes by the chain of command. If it's a CIA one-off shot, that's a whole... That's not in a war. There's no actual war. That was one of the reasons why... The president started declaring a war on terrorism, right? It wasn't against the country, but it was on terrorism because he needed to also on some level open up some channels to relieve some of the... He can't sit there and and, and okay every single little mission. He's got to deputize someone to be in charge of that. So when 9-11, right before 9-11 happened, there was a lot of pushback and a lot of separation between surveillance and arming the drones. Really? Because it didn't take a genius to sit back and be we like. We got a flying gun, right? Right. Yeah, right. We, knew, hey. we, we all kind of subconsciously know once you have that, now you're dealing with something very, very dangerous and in the hands of the wrong people. Okay. Right. Get all that. And and everybody knows, right? right? Hey, Chester, what do you what what do you think, Chester? We'll just put like a fucking remote control, go shoot them and come right back and we're scot free. Right, I'm gonna put an M eighty on this here fucking airplane, right. this model airplane, I'm gonna fly it over to that and I'm gonna Right. So but nine eleven happens and all of a sudden it's like, all right, it's time to stop. Now we need to fucking 
pull out any ideas we got. Let's hear them. Right. That's it. Right. We're going to cross out all the bullshit and mm-hmm. we're going to go right to it. So 9-11 happens. And I, by ah, 9... Damn, dude, you're right. Right at the right time. Huh? 9-11 happens. And everybody, at least in the Predator drone book, and I'm talking about like Colonel Boyle, Colonel Rich, all these high-level colonels and or lower generals that really run all this shit and they go to each other's fucking bar mitzvahs and they all like slap each other with fucking silly cream and all that stuff. Those guys from what I read and everything really didn't know when the first one hit when the first plane hit the first tower they all remember back in 1950 a B-bomber accidentally hit the Empire State Building. I heard that right. Right? And there, some of these guys were old enough to remember that. So the first thought all of them had was, oh, well, obviously it must have been a foggy morning. Right. But when the second one hit, then they knew, okay, we got a problem. Everyone went on high alert. They started, they started calling in everybody from all of their little hijinks and little fucking military parades where they were all happy and uh, waxing each other's cars all over the country. They said, party's over. Party's over, said the girl. Fucking... It's time to get to Washington. It's time to get to Langley. It's time to get to these different bases so we can start thinking about what the hell's happening and how fast we can send a counterpunch. And when they did that, right, and I'm telling you, these guys rented out every Marriott, every hotel secretly with American money. The government. The government. The Pentagon. Right. So that all these extra people that are coming in will already have a place to stay. And... Because the private jets had all, all, the airlines had all been shut down because nobody knew what was going on. Right. Only the fucking military cargo planes were flying everywhere and they were picking up generals and dropping off generals all over the country, bro. Uh, getting everybody situated. Well, and there was not a plane flying in the United States, right? Right. Yep. For instance, like you would have Colonel Boyle, Colonel Rich. Colonel Rich, they'd be flying with one of those C-10, whatever the fucks those are, right? And they'd be flying them, dropping them off at like the, at the Fort Huachaca and like all these air bases that you've never heard of. Right. All right. I think you know something. Right. And they were all brought to the Air Force Base in Virginia, which of course is also where the CIA is at. The White House was brought in. How much stuff is built that we don't know about, bro? More than you will ever ever know. know. Absolutely. And um, so by 9-12, they already had everyone where they needed and set up to discuss and plan and hash out what happened and where we're going, right? By the 14th, two days, uh, three days after 9-11, right, there were already, after all the planning, three tan fiberglass coffins that were 27 feet long four and a half feet wide in a giant fucking c-17 there were also 12 black and yellow agm which means air to ground missiles 114k hellfire missiles also and by september 15th the cia team was fully in place in Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's right on the border of Afghanistan mm-hmm. and Uzbekistan. So, 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 by four days later, 
four days after 9-11? Those coffins <sighs> mm -hmm. contained Predator drones, and they we only had three that were prepared to be armed. Really? Yes. We only had three, and we sent 12 missiles because the, the three could hold four each, I believe. And that's all there was. Initially. Three drones, 12 shots. That's it, baby. And... Um, and and the way the drones. I wonder how much. I wonder how much practice and how much time had been spent on operating those three drones. When we go into the history of how it came to be, mm. uh, I'll be able to fully explain all that. But just to give you a taste, there had already been a lot by that time. I mean, there was issues with the drones those those three drones actually 3034 3037 and 3038 those were the numbers of those drones they were well known in those circles and they were testing that shit out in arizona texas and california and they had set up like targeting things they had set up target targets they had an old tank because hellfire missiles are anti-tank missiles the concept of the Hellfire missile originally was to allow helicopters to fire munitions at tanks and knock out Soviet tanks. By right, the it would it would the first there would be two blasts. One would punch a fucking hole into the tank. The next blast would explode inside the tank. Gotcha. That's right? dope. Done. Shredding all the soft, That's dope. shredding all the soft meat inside the shell, and those things were so effective and so lightweight that they became nearly like like everywhere. They were they were ubiquitous. Mm. They were everywhere. Those things sound badass. And they so they were actually using the drones right that they could. What, what's the name of those missiles? Hellfires, okay. the Hellfire missile. And they've done so many weird modifications to those, which I'll talk about in the future. I can see Old Blue Eyes is like, mm -hmm. don't give it away. They've got so many modifications to that missile mm -hmm. for all kinds of different situations that um, I think the Hellfire missile deserves a show all on its own. I, got, I think that you're right. Because that thing can go from a shoulder to a drone to a cruise ship to a tank to... A truck, and they got all those applications, plug and play and kill, baby. Dude, it's 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 interesting because when you, as you describe this missile, uh -huh. from the first photo that comes up on Google of it, it looks like what you've described. How the front right is built to explode or drop off or shell off for the next. It's stacked almost. You know what I mean. And it's check badass, bro. It looks like what you described, dude. Hey, check so check this out. So, <clears throat> so you got to think about this. So, in after 9/11, by 9:15, 4 days later, we had 3 armed drones and a CIA team in Uzbekistan, which is right next to Afghanistan. And the CIA team had an inflatable hangar so, so the CIA could drop into a country, right? And they were not, and they told the CIA guys like, hey, don't go into town trying to buy some fucking Coca-Colas, right. Right? right? Don't talk to any locals. Nobody is supposed to know about this. And get a load of this. 
they had a secret deal with the dictator of Uzbekistan. U.S. had a secret deal. Of the, and I looked this dude up because I was like, and then now imagine. 9-11 happens, it's world-renowned, you get a call from the United States, you're a little shit backwater motherfucking, you know, one of these stand countries, right? And the United States calls you up and it's yeah. like, and it's, you know, W. Jr. And he's like, listen, we need to fucking punch back at this mugging Al-Qaeda. Now. Now. So we need your cooperation. And that might have been worth something. I don't know what the deal was. But think about this. That guy who, right, said, okay. But he said, nobody can find out about this at the time. I don't need Al-Qaeda knowing that I'm helping you because they're my neighbor. Now, as you're saying that nobody has to say anything at this point in time because it's not a war? Yeah, it's not a war yet. Okay. I mean, dude, you think about. so the, That's how these Hellcat fire missiles were undercover when they went over there. Yes, but also more more than the legal point, because because the legal point is like whatever at this point, point because because there's so much. Not only that, but there's the international community. I mean, if you think about nine eleven, there's no the legal thing of self defense makes total sense in that in that frame. Nine eleven killed thirty five hundred innocent or more than that people, right? Mm. Initially, right? These are all people that are working. They're not in a war, right? So as a result, they're not in a war. So, so when the United States might like bend the rules to get back at the individual people that were responsible, yes. there's not as much of a legal problem with that. And the president does have temporary emergency powers where he can say, gotcha. we don't have time to fucking go to Congress right, and right, talk right, to right. authorization. Right, right. Pelosi right. and fucking gotcha. Kentucky bourbon, whatever that right. dude's McConnell. Bullshit. Right. I don't got time for that because we're dealing right. with Al-Qaeda who are guys that are hardened by the mountains in Afghanistan and they don't give a shit. And they're liable right. to do anything at any moment. And they pre- 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 actually did. did. Right. Right. Exactly. Short. Yeah. So the issue is we've got the secret thing. But- the dictator of Uzbekistan doesn't want the Taliban or Al-Qaeda knowing he's helping the U.S. Of white devil. Of course not. The motherfucker's dead. So these guys. Now, the funniest thing about this Uzbekistani leader, because I'm like, I didn't even know there was a Uzbekistan, right? right? I'm like, what the fuck is that? Do we need another stand? Right, right, right. right. Honest to God, can't you just push them all together? Make right, one right. Big make one, one stand. Where Borat's from? I, yeah. 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 Right. That's yeah. <laughs> Borat, right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like reading about the, the dictator. I'm like, well, who's the dictator? This guy was a Soviet implant. So at one time, Uzbekistan was part of the Soviet Union, right? And at that time, it wasn't cool to be Muslim. And this dictator had like a normal Russian name or Soviet name. It was like, you know, you know Kalishnikov Kapitov right, or whatever, right? right. right? <laughs> Soon as the Soviet Union falls, and as soon as now Islam is like important to the people and they can be practiced because there's no longer any communism, right? This guy changes his first name to Islam. <laughs> I mean, talk about cynical. Like on Wednesday, he was Kalishnikov. Mm. On Thursday, he's like, guess what? My name's Islam. I love Islam. Oh, let's start praying, right? Yeah. Guy stayed in power for another 15, 20 years. So you can understand. Smart move. 
So you can understand why he's like, listen, you can come into these mountains and there's nothing over here. I mean, you got to stay there and nobody can ever trace this back to me because they're going to kill me. Right. So we did. Inflatable hanger. I don't even know what that looks like. They just yank a cord and a giant airplane hanger goes up. Right, right, okay? right. That sounds so crazy. But it looks like, hanger. yeah, right. And they got these three drones in there. And now you got to remember in, two, uh, in 2001, 9-11, this was the very tip of fucking war tech. Nobody had armed drones. Chinese weren't thinking about it. Fucking Russians didn't have shit. Zero. Zero, homeboy. I'm being real. Dude, it was such a sea change for what was going on. You had people in the Air Force that laughed it out of the room. What do you mean? An airplane with no pilot? What are you fucking... Have you seen Top Gun? Have you seen Tom Cruise? Shit don't work without a Tom Cruise. So they got those three up there, right? Um, now by the next day, they were already running. So September 16th, mm-hmm. right? They were already running test flights within Uzbekistan to make sure all the remote control shit actually worked. Okay. Okay. By 9-18, one week later, they had regular three Fully armed drones already in Afghanistan and already on the hunt for bin Laden. Mm. So when, when, when we talk shit about the U.S. government, and there is shit to talk, mm-hmm. and we talk shit about all that, just know this, right? One week after 9-11, we had already three armed drones patrolling Afghanistan looking for the guy who pulled the trigger on us. One week later, if you think about all of the international, military, and legal constraints that are involved in that whole thing, that's real fucking fast. And these Afghanis had no clue what that was. Right, exactly. They didn't even know what that was. They had zero clue what that was. So... When I read all that and I was thinking about it, I was thinking to myself, you know what? Given the amount of bureaucracies in the United States and all that shit, that's fucking impressive. In fact, it restored my faith in the American military in a sense. Because I was like, fuck, you know, when the chips are really down, when something really needs to happen, they can make something happen in one week. I don't even know where Uzbekistan is. Right. Within one week. Absolutely. That's why when you said Jason Bourne shit. It's real, dog. But yeah. think about, think about, think about the idea, and we're not going to get lost on it, but think about the idea that uh, a plane, you could send a plane into a building and it's going to melt it to the ground. Oh, actually, we're going to do it twice. It's shoot two fucking commercial fucking planes at these two buildings and they're going to fucking melt, disintegrate them. Who would bet? Could you even take a bet prior to that happening and saying, can this jet disintegrate a whole building? It's fucking crazy. I, you know what, man? You bring up a good point. And I'm going to say this. Let's do an entire show on that. Let's get really to it. Okay. We'll do that. A, we'll no, 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 no. We'll start no, putting the pieces together and do it. I yeah. want to yeah. know if it yep. really is or is not okay. far-fetched. Because they also took... 
a private airliner and hit the Pentagon. There's also, they can't find, though, anything from the Pentagon. You know that. They removed the cameras all from the hotels and surrounding yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah, but, so that's, no food, they, they but you don't know why. You don't know why, right? But they also can't find a piece of the plane that hit the Pentagon. Listen, we're going to get into all that because as far as I'm reading from this Predator book, I was thoroughly, by reading it and seeing all the different people's reactions and thoughts about it i became pretty convinced that these guys did not do this maybe someone did but they don't know who did it they really think it's afghanistan these guys now i get it it's fucking propaganda maybe full-on book richard whittle whittle dick that guy i don't know but I'm let's just, dig into it bro let's do a real we one. have oh, to you, do man. that as a service to Everyone, bro, and our listeners, man, right. this is important to me. So check this out. This is like the fucking California lottery lie, but we'll talk about that later. This Go is, ahead. Okay, so so this is such a motherfucking brand new thing that on September 22nd, they had a major setback on one of the drones. I don't know what that means. Um, The guys back in Langley and in Washington. Now, now listen. All right. Oh, man, bro. Oh, this, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh shit! Listen, they have. Oh fuck! When this starts oh, happening, man. fuck! Listen, information overload. Okay, three, he's up. Smoke's coming out of your ears. Three o three eight. Okay, in Afghanistan, that's one of the drones was lost. Oh, I thought you were giving me an address. Three o three eight bunker three in Afghanistan. <laughs> where he supposedly lives. Three o three eight La Cienega, mm-hmm. south. South La Cienega. Right, right. right. So they. They were watching the feed, and then all of a sudden it froze, and they lost what they call the Q-band radio signal. And, okay, so I I got weird because I'm like, Q-band. So then I went in and did a deep dive on what these radio signals are and these microwaves, radio signals. Microwaves? Yeah, hot pockets. Now you're talking about hot pockets and top ramen. And pizza rolls. Okay. Well, the thing of it is, is... um, and this, I did. I had a whole new appreciation. I didn't understand this. Okay. What? So, so, so the 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 way the drones work, and the way it's all been set up, and they got a guy that they won't even identify in the Predator drone book, who is the guy who created the communication system so that somebody in Washington D.C. can control a drone all the way on the other side of the world, right? So, what happens is. The ground crew at the hangar in Uzbekistan, yeah, they use regular C-band radio, okay, which is like pretty much normal radio shit. Okay, they use that to take off and land. That's their job, right? Once it's up in the air, mm-hmm. there's a handoff to another radio signal through the satellites, the Q-band, right. Right, not Mark Cuban, the right. Cuban. Cuban. Right, that sa- satellite radio then gets sent down to a dish uh-huh. somewhere in a NATO country. Okay, okay, because it's not strong enough to just be beamed right back to the United States. Right, that satellite dish that catches it, it then through fiber optic wires goes through one of the secret cables between the United States and Europe. So it goes through the internet cable. Mm. And that's where it gets picked up over in D.C. or in the United States, wherever, they, wherever they're at. 
Saudi Arabia. They got them set up in all these different areas. They've got these split screens set up. So there's generals in Saudi Arabia, AirCom, you got CIA, and then you got some other U.S. people. And there's a whole bunch of feeds into the White House from one drone all through satellite, then cable. That's how it's done. And there's about a like a, a fraction of a second delay for all for all yeah. uh, uh, by the way, um, Mike D'Angelo photography. Yeah, big Mike big D'Angelo Mike, photography. Right. And he was yeah. one of the guys that was one of the initial people that was uh, investigating. Drone operator. No, 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 no. The footage from the drone. The surveillance? Right, right, right. surveillance. right. right. He actually helped bring down one of Mola Omar, Omar's guys. He'll talk about that sometime. When I don't know if he's cleared. I don't know if he's not cleared. Not cleared for that? No, I think that's yeah. what happened to us. That's how he got the slip disc. And they blew his fucking toe off, too. That's right. That's right. But then they framed it. And then they framed it. Now it's up in a military base over in um, Colorado. Uh, No, it's uh, Chawa. Right. Up in Tehachapi. Right. There you go. Right. Near where Blue Eyes was working. Exactly. Got the the toe up there. Right. Toe up. Okay. So you have, that's the link. That's what everything has to go through. The Q-Band radio. Q-Band. Right. That's so I didn't know this. Yeah. The the American government has shot up all those satellites. They auction off sections of the radio band to private companies and the private companies buy it or the cell phone companies buy it and lease it from the government. Really? Yeah. That's how it works. Okay. And that's why I don't know what you think. Right. I don't know what you think. I don't know where your grandma stay at, but if you think that the American government is not able to access every single motherfucking thing that comes through the air, uh-huh. you got another thing coming. Listen up, everybody. Listen up, you guys. I want everybody to listen to this. Uh, who, who ever, listen up. You are on a mobile smartphone, mobile device, telephone, radio, I don't give a fuck, walkie-talkie. If you are communicating with another one of those, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you, it, it, it can be picked up. Correct, Juman? Yes. Sure. Picked up, it's actually going through the American's soda straw. It's going through their straw. Right now. Yeah, it's not... They've already picked it up. It's just a matter of them recognizing it, listening not, to it, or even, I don't know any of that. All I know is that they're drinking your milkshake right fucking now. now. <laughs> so it's not a matter of if that that the it is, man. Has been the case. And it's been the case, man. There is no scrambling. I've got a burner throw. How the away. fuck like, do you think? None of that, you guys. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all out there. That's how they got El Chapo. Because people of don't want to believe it. No, America's because milkshake pookie. They right. got people sold that this and this and scramble and decode. No, they got they got Apple right. Tim Cook, that weird looking fucker. They got him uh-huh. talking about. Well, we're no longer gonna cooperate with Uncle Sam. We're tired of this bullshit. Hey, dude. right. If you believe that, guys, Apple. And motherfucking all Bill these, Gates. they're in bed, they, and they have to be. Whether they like it or not, they have to play ball with them in order to keep their companies. A- right? AOL, yeah. Net, Netscape, Excite, Google, all that. 
they're in bed. Hotmail. You guys don't understand. And and on top of you, you probably signed off everything anyways to let them. Sign off. It doesn't even okay, doesn't so, matter. Doesn't, so, none of that matters. Yeah. So, right? So so one of the, the drones, three oh three eight, the 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 screen froze and they didn't hear from it and they discovered that it had crashed and luckily it had crashed on the Uzbekistan side and nobody had found it. The Taliban hadn't found it yet. So they still weren't. The Taliban and Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan still didn't know which way the Americans were going to hit them. So they didn't understand that there was already armed fucking machines flying in their airspace looking for these guys, right? The other guy that they were looking for was uh, Mullah Omar. I don't know what the Mullah means and I don't know what the Omar means, but he's like, he. you know how like when you like, Remember Bush had that fucking deck of cards that had yep. the terrorists on him, right? He was playing spades or whatever it was in the White House with terrorists. So he was like maybe one of the guys on the ace. If it wasn't, if it wasn't Bin Laden, he was like next in next line, line, right? So, and by the way, when we do the drone warrior story, I got a whole thing to tell you about how they target the people. Who they target and why. And how they, I, I want to hear all about that. And how long they let them operate. While they watch them, I want to know about that, bro. Man, yeah. all these crazy. white Toyota trucks, bongo—they call them bongo trucks. All these Toyota knockoffs that are flying around with a submachine gun in the back—they—they're following all that. And their question, their main question is: Do we kill this one, or do we let him live so we can see who he's connected to and get a bigger right. fish? All the time. That's always going down. And there's 15. And those dudes really think that they're on some shit, these dudes, with the gunners on the truck. These gunners on the truck? These guys in the truck? Wait, just cut it for a second. These gun. it's 848. Sherry's win? 930. Nine, yeah, give us another 15 minutes. These gunners on the truck, um, they're so crazy that they would take the batteries out of their, like, flashlights. They wouldn't allow any batteries when they had a, 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 any batteries, like, like Duracell, you know, all the fucking, the fucking bunny with the bass drum right. fucking bullshit. They wouldn't allow any batteries at some of their meetings because they really thought that the Americans were listening through batteries. That's how confused they were about how do they know all this shit? <laughs> the fucking drone warrior was like, dude, we'd be up there for a long period of time and we'd see guys sneak out the back at us, some fucking terror camp and we'd be like, holy fuck. It's going down. And then we go in and be like, what is he doing? Is he digging something? And then they just see that he was just beating his meat like there was no tomorrow <laughs> on a drone. Just whacking some Muslim sausage, you know? But he said, you learn so much about people that you no longer give a shit what anyone thinks. Everyone's all fucked up. That's what he right, said. Right. Why are you going to tell the donkey story? Anyway, so, <laughs> so Mullah Omar, right? So they can't find Bin Laden yet, mainly probably because he's actually in a nice house in Pakistan where they're not looking. But they find this Mullah Omar, and he's in charge. And not only is he in charge, but he's also the guy who actually helps money flow from one area and get to terror camps in another area. And he's also a real believer. You also find out that these different terror guys, there's like different styles, right? And some styles, the guys are just like, well, this is how I get paid. But I ain't gonna die. I'm not gonna die on this one. I mean, yeah, I believe in Islam, but I ain't gonna blow. I mean, I'm not doing. I'm not. If you catch me, I'll probably tell you everything. <laughs> if, you, if you give me a good Rolex, but then then there's the other guys that are true believers, and if they get surrounded, they're gonna come out with the fucking machine guns like fucking Scarface, and they're going down. Then you're not gonna take them alive. <laughs> 
That's Mullah Omar. He's like that. And he inspires others around him to be like that. Right? So they're up there in Afghanistan and they're tracking this dude. This is how new this is. They finally think they got him. Mullah Omar. And so the CIA's on him, right? But here's the problem. You also have uh, Air Force Air Command, Supreme Air Command in Saudi Arabia, and they're in charge of anything that flies. You have the CIA. This is their drone. And then you have the guy who's in charge of the ground war, Tommy Franks. So, Tommy Franks. <laughs> so what that means is, is when they find Omar, there's a whole bunch of confusion as who's in charge of saying, okay, pull the trigger. Is they it don't- Ricky Bobby? Is it? Omar Franks, is it Bob Binsky? <laughs> and these guys are all going to compete to be the one that gets to say it because that's probably going to set a precedent going forward mm. and justify some more fucking defense money. Sure. Right. So they have this terrorist who's a known guy, but the CIA has to sit back on its haunches and just watch. Now, luckily, the drone had developed to this point to be able to be up in the air for 36 hours oh on wow. one tank of gas wow. and get back to the fucking Uzbekistan. Wow. So this thing's up there. It's like one in the morning, two in the morning when these guys in Afghanistan are operating and um, Mullah uh, Omar is like in a people train. Like it's a, it's a caravan, right? With armed guards and all this other shit. So the word comes back from the CIA. They go, we think we got Mullah Omar. And they're going to stay on him. So they tail him. They tail him through the mountains. So, you know, this Mullah Omar is like traveling in the cover of night because he, does, he knows the, that, that he just kicked over an ant's nest and the United States is coming to kill his motherfucking right, ass. Right, right. So he's like, we got to travel at night. They're traveling at night. He has no idea that an infrared-laden fucking war machine with four Hellfire missiles... Us tailing locked him, on him, locked on him. He doesn't know that. He's fucking probably in the cab of some fucking, you know, armored vehicle, passing gas and laughing with his guys and all this other shit. Heading up to the meeting spot, has no idea that we're on him, <laughs> and that he's being watched by CIA guys. And by the way, the CIA—they call it the box. It's a double-wide trailer right next to the daycare of the Langley Airfield Base, right? It's like a, they just installed it. It usually has about 15 to 20 people in. That's what it takes to really operate the drone. And you said it's next to a preschool? Yeah, their daycare. Wait, so, one drone is 15 people? Yep. Wow. One drone is 15 people because you need, first and foremost, what they have developed is they set up and created cockpit chairs for the pilots. And there's two per one. One is operating the motherfucking flying. The other one is operating the sensors, cameras, and the guns, mm-hmm. the missiles, right? Makes sense. Okay. Like in Top Gun, you had the two behind each other. This one, they're side by side, right? Almost like at an arcade when you sit down on one of those fucking <laughs> flying things, whatever. We got it. Then you have a giant table, and you have another 10 to 15 people whose whole job it is is to run the intel on whoever they see. So they're... You've got laptops and all this other shit and paperwork going from um, spies, assets, um, Interpol. As they're watching FBI, live. CIA files, all that Trying shit. Trying to match faces. Names, fucking streets, okay. exactly, right? And they're throwing it into data, spitting back other information, and they're trying to glue it together live. 
in the ear of the guys that are running the fucking drone. In real time. And you got one guy whose whole job it is is to relay messages back and forth to central command and hear what the general is saying and all this other shit. And you have a guy who is taking notes about the whole thing and recording everything in a handwritten journal only for... Uh, totally classified so people can go back and and learn from and whatever it is, right? So that's all going on. Mola Omar, 2 a.m. I don't know what it is back in Lang. It's like probably like 11 a.m., right? And then you have this whole thing going on. Omar goes in with a bunch of dudes into a building at night. Okay. Now, the building doesn't have any minarets. What are minarets? Minarets, minarets. Are, are the towers that Islam uses on their mosques. Okay. Right? So now they say, hit the fucking building right now, right? That's the fucking thing. And there's also a bridge, right, that leads up to this building, but it's got no minarets. So one half of the crew on the American side is saying, that's not a mosque, no collateral damage, let's just fucking nail this fucker right there, right? But other people who also know a lot about the, the area, spies and everyone else say, you know, just because there's not minarets does not necessarily mean it's not a mosque. It could still be a mosque. So the big question while Omar's in there doing whatever he's doing is, is this a mosque or isn't it a mosque? And it scared off anyone from actually pulling the trigger for a minute. So they, and they scrambled also F-16s or something, and they're flying in Uzbekistan airspace or whatever, or in NATO airspace, waiting to come through and just drop a bunch of ordnance, they run out of gas while the indecision's going on. They have, to, they have to peel out. The drone, on the other hand, is still hanging in the motherfucking air. Omar's not coming out. It's all infrared, and that's all they see. And so at some point, somebody said, hit the bridge. Hit the motherfucking bridge. And so the went through this chain of command and they fucking shot a hellfire missile from the fucking drone at the bridge where the army convoy was from Mullah Omar. And the idea was later when they looked back at it, we want to flush Mullah Omar out and then go after him. The problem is, is that air command uh, was not the one who issued the order and there was no like discussion about it. And so there was a huge controversy about who ordered the kill shot. But the missile was already underway. And, dude, they'd never done this before. Oh, before this, they'd only shot targets. They they had never seen what would happen when you had actually got... The fucking missile goes down and it hits one of the cargo trucks carrying armed guys. And there's armed guys walking around smoking and waiting for Omar to get out and fucking whatever, right? pissing off the bridge this fucking thing hits and they all they see on the infrared is a fucking flash of white right it just goes and then it cools down and they saw red bodies flipping which later became a term of art called a flipper and apparently when you shoot these missiles people's bodies flip and there's fucking glowing bodies flipping, glowing leg, like, you know, way too far away from the body, all that shit, right? And then, like, a fucking bunch of ants coming out of an ant hill. Everyone out of this, like, building, including Mullah Omar, comes screaming out. And the fucking drone, nobody was looking up. Nobody was looking up. They all were looking 
They, they all were looking across the way because they thought it had to have come from the ground. So they went around looking for whoever it was that had a shoulder rocket. They had not even an idea that the fucking thing had just come from the sky right above them. So they all scramble out. Everyone freaks out. General Tommy Frank says, I made the order. Whether he really did or didn't, he took command of that. Okay? And the... And they scramble out. They lose Omar. And so they tell him, you know what? So-and-so Air Force base is right there. So why don't you just tuck in and drop the rest of your ordinance? Partially because they wanted to lessen the weight of the drone so it could get back to its secret base in Uzbekistan. And that is exactly what happened. So within a week. So what? Do they drop any more missiles on these guys? On the fucking Air Force strip. Uh, They've fucked up. Where everybody's at? No, 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 no. It's at night. Okay. And it's uh, the, the runway. They They're just disabling their fucking airline, their Got planes it. or whatever, yeah. right? And then they return. Got it. There's a million more stories just like that. I bet. Right? There's a million of them. But this took them, this took the Taliban by motherfucking surprise. They had no clue that they would be hit within one week. And in some ways, it's a very much like the do little raid in World War II. When, when Pearl Harbor was bombed, we sent a doomed-to-fail mission to, to Japan on the Doolittle Raid, and those guys bombed the fuck out of Tokyo within a short amount of time after their attack on us. Boom, at the counter. So this is what I want to say. Don't wait to counter. You can talk a lot of shit about the government, and you should. But the truth of the matter is, when 9-11 hit, within one week, we were hitting them with state-of-the-art weapons... That they didn't know what the fuck it was. That's incredible. It's too far advanced for them to comprehend what was happening then. That's exactly right. And <laughs> hey, man. Kind of like our show. Ovando Bone. We wear braids to court. That's right. That's right. Super Max. Right? Hardware. Hardware.com. Dot com. Hardluckshow.com. Hard luck. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Art of War. Art of War, purchase the audio book. Hard Luck Show on Gumroad.com. Uh, or you can go to hardluckshow.com on our buy tab and you can get it there. And we're also working right now on the book, uh, The Five Rings. The Samurai. Five rings. Samurai. We're going into production on Five Rings today. Samurai Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warrior. media for all your audio needs. Sean, yes, Blue Sean, Eyes he's Lewis. Amazing, talented man. Um, cool. Get some music from him. Cool jewels. Cool, cool jewels. jewels art, right? If you like all the art of uh, Ra- of uh, Ramos, Ramos, right? The hell is his name? Uh, Julio. Julio Ramos. 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 Cool right. jewels. Check out some of his art. Automotive art. Pulpo beard Pulpo, oil. Pulpo beard oil. Pulpo. Right. All right. Esteban Oreo photography. Yes. Esteban Oreo photography coming at you. Cypress Soul Hill Assassins. documentary coming out. Cypress April Hill 20th. documentary coming out. November. No. I mean, uh, April 20th, man. 420. 420. 420. Everybody knows that's International. 420, buddy. International Weed Day. Been out for that. DJ Muggs, Lepke, you know, Schmitty. You guys sending out a bunch of uh, Poncho certified in Las Vegas. Um, Big Mike. Big Mike Angelo photography. Right. I'm just giving it up. Big Cranks. Cosmic oh, Demise. Cosmic Demise. Cosmic Demise. Everybody, from, you know what yeah. time it is. You know what time it is. You already know. You already Barbara's know. Barbara's 
Hey, Mr. D June wants. To, hey, Mr. D wants to say something. Yeah, Hard luck show, bitches. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's just it, right there. Yeah. Hey, like we do about this from the beautiful city of Santa Monica. It is hasta la vista from the Hard Luck Show. Baruch Gatad Adonai Alehenu Melech Alon Kitzaser Kitzasenu Mitzed. I want balls. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.